Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.briankmcrae.com and you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. Thank you for being here today. How many of this is, uh, so it's, it's January, 2023. How many of you feel like, uh, we talked about being back to the basics. Um, how do you feel like you're in relationship gym today? <laughs> it's January, everybody's getting back. Good, guys, um, that's the purpose of this event. Um, we are here, uh, we love helping people build relationships. Um, as Don talked about um, 12 year, almost 12 years ago, there's a guy up there named Michael Mayer who wrote a book and he encouraged me to start this event. Um, and the truth of the matter is, there's always been a heart. The best relationships, uh, or the best businesses, have a foundation of relationships. And uh, we've had uh, John David Mann speak at, uh, speak at this event previously. He wrote The Go-Giver. Um, and it, relationships are everything. So what we wanna do is the purpose of this event is to really kind of help you connect with some people. It's the coordination of knowledge between two or more people. And we've, fortunately, uh, when we started the event, uh, I was talking to a couple people and they said, well, what if nobody shows up? I said, well, if it's just me, you and me, there's two, so we'll just keep talking. So we've had some, we've, we've been blessed. You keep showing up every month and we're glad to have you. But what we're trying to do is bring people together to talk about how to build a business around relationships. That's the purpose of this event. It's been the core of this event for 12 years. How many think building a business around relationships is easy? It's not. Most of you, by the way, raise your hand if you are a commission-based professional right now. Okay, you're amongst your people. How many of you want more referrals? Exactly. How many of you have got a great system for referrals? Now look what happens. Exactly. Okay, so that's what we're here to talk about. And it's not like we've got everything figured out, but we're just gonna talk about some things that work. We're sharing it. We believe if you show up in this room, abundance rules, not scarcity. When it comes to relationships, it's about abundance. So we wanna to try to help each other. So, and we wanna help you connect. We wanna connect people and possibilities. A friend of mine, John Rulin, said, we're just one, we're just one introduction away from changing everything. And that introduction could happen in the room today. You're going to meet somebody or hear something today that's going to have a positive impact on your business. Promise you. Just be open to receiving it and be open to giving it. And what I love about this event is that every time, and the folks that continue to sponsor this event, the folks that are part of the Radically Referrable Academy, because there's, there's three types of individuals in the world generally when it comes to business. But this applies in more, more areas than that. You know what they are? Givers. Takers, matchers. You continue to show up here, you're a giver. Because that's just what we're going to talk about. 
If you're a taker, if you're coming into this room trying to figure out what you can walk out with without giving anything, you probably aren't going to stick around here very often because it's just not your crew. I'm not saying you can't go build a business that way, but when Adam Grant wrote a book and said, hey, if you want to be successful, the most successful people in business are the givers. And so we want to have a room full of givers. And we're not just talking about pulling out your checkbook and giving and putting it into the plate, although that's awesome. But what we're talking about is giving your time, your talent, your treasure. You've got time, you've got talent, and you've got treasure. And your treasure is most likely your connections and your ability to connect with people. And sharing how you do that makes a difference. So that's the purpose of this event. And today we're going to talk about something called Acres of Diamonds. So um, by the way, how, is, uh, how many real estate agents do we have in the room today? Raise your hand. Okay, this event was, in, I, I was encouraged to start this by a real estate agent. So we've got a lot of real estate agents that typically show up at this event. Um, and there's a lot of mortgage people, so there's a lot of real estate. By the way, if you're not tied to real estate, raise your hand in any way, shape, or form. Good. We've had about, uh, we lost track over about 80 professions. We've had a lot of people, whether it's a chiropractor, attorney, CPAs, uh, we get all kinds of professions that show up because these principles move across industries. So, as we talk about Acres of Diamonds, though, has anybody read the book? Russell Conwell? Good. Um, it's a great book. The book was written back in, I think, the 18, in, definitely in the 1800s. But um, Russell wrote this book, um, an interesting backstory. Um, Russell was, um, had some kids that kept approaching him. Uh, they were trying to say, hey, I'm, I'd like to go to college, but I don't really have the money. He just had a heart. And uh, if you want to go research him, he, just was, he was a giver. But uh, Russell decided that he was going to try to figure out a way to help underprivileged kids get through college. So he started touring the country and telling the story of Acres of Diamonds. He told this story over 6,000 times. 61, over 6,100 times, I believe. Touring the country in the 1800s. Now, I don't know about you guys, but $7 million today is a lot of money. $7 million then was a fortune, still is. But he raised $7 million going around the country. And he happened to found a university that helped underprivileged kids go to school. It's now Temple University in Philadelphia. But as he told this story, he told the story of this farmer, and he would go around the country um, telling the story of this farmer who um, had heard these stories of diamonds being discovered and how people were just getting riches um, and by finding diamonds and, and, and looking for diamonds. So he got fascinated with his story, and so he started thinking what he could do to go find diamonds. So what he decided to do is he was going to sell everything. He was a farmer, sold his farm, and went all around the world looking for diamonds. So as he's searching the world, he's going around, he's struggling to find diamonds, and then um, honestly, he ends up, in the story, he ends up losing all of his money, and he never finds the diamonds. And then what, uh, as, as Russell goes on to tell in the story, the individual who bought the farm was walking through a stream one day, stubbed his toe. By the way, that's my version. I don't know if he stubbed his toe or not. But, um, but through a stream, he saw, he saw a large clump that was shining. Picked it up, and it was the world's largest diamond. Come to discover that everywhere on the property, there were these stones that were actually diamonds. There were acres of them. They were right in front of him. So the farmer who went searching for riches actually had them right where he was at. So what I want you to be thinking about as your business, as you're looking at what you're going to do in 2023, I want you to be thinking about acres of diamonds. We have more opportunity around us than we can possibly imagine. But it's going to come through relationships and our ability to connect with other people. So 
That's the story of the acre, Acres of Diamonds. So the purpose of this event, what we wanna do is help you put some systems in place, some repeatable systems. And there's some people around here who have implemented this. You've heard about the Academy, some of the sponsors, part of the Accelerate program. These are individuals that are using some of the things that we've taught over the years here. We put some systems in place, put some content together to help you build a business. By the way, you don't have to buy a thing. This event is free. You can keep showing up here and we're gonna try to cover this stuff on a, on a monthly basis. We cover three things here. We cover relationships, how to build them so that they produce results, which is typically in the form of what? Referrals. referrals. Exactly. You all raised your hand. Everybody wants more referrals. We're going to talk about productivity, and we're going to talk about personal development because you cannot build a business. Your personal, your personal development will always precede professional growth. It just, that's just the rule. So take a look at it right now, and if you want to grow, spend some time investing in you. So those are the three things. We'll always have those three topics at this event. But as you read this quote, uh, you've had some time to look at it. Uh, how do you guys feel about that quote? Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. So we don't rise to level. By the way, how many of you set goals in the last 30 days? All right. If you're still, by the way, we're, uh, we're not quite to the 21st, which is, I think, the pivot point where most people are. How many of you are still on your goals? There you go. Give yourselves an applause. That's, uh, that's awesome. That was pretty tepid. So. <laughs> All right. So quick study, uh, you guys know if you've been hanging around this event, we read books. Uh, personal development, by the way, one key component, spend 15 days, 15 minutes a day reading a book. You'll read a million, a uh, coach of mine, Jason Womack, who spoke at this event a couple of times, said if you just spend 15 minutes a day, you're going to read a million words this year that your competitors aren't. 15 minutes a day. By the way, speaking of a book, John Jantz wrote a book called The Referral Engine, did a study on business owners. Um, what percentage of business owners did, uh, that he surveyed do you think felt that over half of their business came from referrals? Anybody want to take a stab? 85. 85. 63. 85 is a good guess. How many of you got, how many, by the way, in the room, how many of you have 85% of your business or more is from referrals? How many of you would like 85% or more of your business to come from referrals? Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, I'd ask you to, why not? There's not a, there's not a, more trusted, higher conversion rate, lower cost of acquisition than a referral. So, but 63%. Now here's the other. Of the 63%, what percentage of business owners said they had a system for creating referrals? Did not, did not have a system. 40. 75. Keep going. It says admitted, so I don't know. <laughs> 80%. Okay, I want you to ask yourself a question. If you want more referrals, do you have a system? Chances are, if you look at the statistics, the chances are you don't. Now, what we're gonna do today is we wanna try to cover a repeatable system for you to build referrals. And there's just, we're gonna cover some basics. Now, if you're sitting here, I would encourage, I see a lot of pens out. You know, here, we, we, we like to take action. So. If you're taking notes, A-C-T is an acronym for apply, change, or teach. You're gonna hear that word teach around here quite a bit. We're a big each one, reach one, each one, teach one family here. So if you learned something today and you wanna implement it, I'd encourage you to go share it with somebody else. Schedule a lunch, maybe you stick around here and you talk to somebody about what you're learning. But the point is, um, take some notes and take action on this stuff. All right. So 80% did not have a system for creating referrals. 
So we're going to talk about systems real quick. I need a volunteer. By the way, if you're going to get more referrals, you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. All right. All right. Anthony, get up here. Come on up. Man, it's good to see you. You're the first one to raise your hand. So Anthony, you come up. All right. So um, you're going to stand up here. We got a little, we got a little, just, you just keep an eye on the screen here. Okay. All right. So how productive can you be? And what we're going to do, this is about, uh, I just want you to do one thing for me. Um, I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Okay, so I needed somebody who can time. I need another volunteer that can set a timer for about 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds. I'm in trouble. No, you're, you're in good hands, man. This is going to be awesome. So you saw what I, I, I flashed that up. And what yeah. I want you to do um, is I just want you to start, as soon as we say go, when those numbers come up, you're just going to start counting. And I want you to count as high as you can, but you've got to count sequentially. So you've got to look for the number one, then the number two, then the number three. So right. you can do it out loud. You can do it all. You just, at the end of it, you've got to tell me where you got is that fair? Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Go. One, uh, three, seven, eight. Four comes up eight. Where's nine? Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen is a mystery to me. Uh, there we go on the left. Thirteen. Fourteen. <laughs> Help me out, y'all. Let's go. There we go. All right. 16. Right across from 15. Time. All right. Yeah. All right. Where'd you get to? 16. 16. All right. So. <laughs> I saw the two before I found out one yet. <laughs> you did find the two eventually, right? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. All right. So we, we got 16. Now, the purpose of the, thank you, by the way. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. We're not done yet. <laughs> Stay here, Anthony. By the way, thanks for your courage to just step up here. So, um, all right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to give Anthony another exercise. If you, what, what did the previous quote say? We don't rise to the level of our goals. We, we fall to the level of our systems. Bingo. All right. So, so you got this. Now what I want you to notice, I'm going to give you a little tip. We're going to do this again. Let's reset the timer. Okay. So, Anthony, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a very simple system. Now, you'll notice at the top, there's a little bitty dash. Yeah. At the right, there's another little dash. Yeah. And bottom of another little dash, and over there, those are quadrants. Okay. Notice where the number one's at. Guess where the number two's at. So, all right, now don't, now just close your eyes for a second, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the screen, and we're going to give you a chance, because I'm going to just make this really, really simple for you. I'm going to give you a system that is really easy. All right, on your mark. All you got to do is find a one. See, that's where we start at. Guys. All right, yeah. go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. There we go. Thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. 35. Bingo. All right. Woo! <laughs> All right. From 16 to 35 with a system. From 16 to 35 with a system. So when it comes to referrals, guys, I just want to try to share with you the effective. By the way, let's give Anthony a round of applause. By the way, I'm just going to encourage you when you get a chance uh, and an opportunity. Was it comfortable? 
was probably a little uncomfortable. Say yes to opportunities, though. This is a room where we want you to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, all right, thank you again, Anthony. But, um, so as we look at this, because what I want to do is share a system with you, and um, when we want more referrals, I want you to write this down. When, what, when the what becomes clear, the who and the how will appear. If you want more referrals, if that's what you want, I'm a firm believer that when that becomes clear, the who and how you're going to do it will appear. Our intent today is to give you a very basic structure, outline. We're going to start with who, and we're going to give you one how today to try to build a referral-based business. This is a basic, by the way, this is, I'm going to cover the, 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 the framework of this. You guys in for this? Yes. All right. So, because what I hope is that you go from 16 referrals to, what was that, 35, 36? So imagine. So what we want to do is try to help you create a system and give you a framework for success. Okay, so we want more referrals. The question is, who do they come from? Okay, so we're going to start with the who. And what we have to do, and this is a very simple framework. I'm going to cover four ways, four things that are involved in this framework, this system, that are very, very simple. Now, by the way, as we go through this, I promise you, you probably are not going to hear anything that is new to you. But as you write it down or think about it, there's going to be no, and then there's going to be do. So if you hear something you know, I want you to ask your question. Don't, say, don't ask yourself whether you know it. Ask yourself whether you're doing it. There's a difference between knowing and doing. That's called implementation. And this, we want a room full of implementers because I'm telling you when you implement, it changes everything. All right, so the first, we gotta do one thing. We gotta collect. We're gonna talk about that. Second component of this framework is we gotta organize. Third thing is we have to prioritize because here's the truth. All people, we live in a great country. It's got a document that says all people were created equal. But guess what? They're not all created equal for your business. All right. And then the last one is we have to engage. Now engage, um, we'll talk about that, but look, first of all, the engagement part is the thing that I hear most. As a matter of fact, we've got a little card here today. Forgot to mention this one earlier. If you could, I'd like you to fill this out. We're trying to build content to help you. So on here, there's some contact information, but then we've also got some questions on the back. If you fill that out, we're trying to help you with that. There's some questions about your challenges in your business. All right. So by the way, before we get going, I'm, this, this is the framework. What is your biggest ref referral generating challenge right now? Yes? Remembering to ask. Remembering to ask. Awesome. OK. What else? Defining. Not defining. What does that mean, John? Not identifying who your referral base really is coming from. You're just hoping everybody will be referral base, and not everybody is. Ah, that's good. So you're just hoping. Yeah. Hope's a good thing, but. Always looking for a better CRM than the one I have. Always looking for a better CRM. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Always looking for a better CRM. Yes, Bernadette. Time. Time. What does that mean? Having enough time to touch with on all my referral partners. <laughs> Having time. Okay, good. 
Having time to talk to touch the touch base with the relationships that are referring you, is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Okay. Derek? Targeting the right uh, fit. Targeting the right fit. So the ideal client or the ideal referral partner? Uh, both. Making sure that it's a fit both ways, not just one way. Okay. Daniel. Slow down to speed up. What does that mean? Slow down to speed up. Yeah, we're all so busy running around doing the next thing and the next thing. What about the thing we're working on right now? Uh -huh. Getting the first step in place. That's good. Okay. Follow What's that? Follow up. Follow up. Yeah. The, yeah, that's the F of, uh, of a referral-based business. Follow up. That's where the fortune's at. All right. So, and we'll talk about, we're not going to get through all of this today, guys. There is an entire, we've got content that's been developed over a decade here. Um, we won't be able to get through it all, but if you hang around this event, I promise you there's content here that will help you build your business. Okay, first thing we gotta do is collect. Here's the things, when I coach people, um, when I train individuals, when we hire new people in our business, um, the one thing that I typically hear from individuals is I don't know who to talk to and I don't know what to say. say. Those are the two common things when people are trying to build their business. So. Quick story, um, you know, you can kind of go up here and for some of you, uh, depending on your age, uh, there's some things on here you may not recognize. I'll give you some descriptions of those in a minute, so. Yeah. When I started in this industry, there was a thing called a Rolodex, so. So I, I've been in the mortgage industry since 2002. And a little background. Um, when I got into the industry, um, my kids at the time were four and two. I've got three daughters. I only had two at the time. But I left a pretty significant job um, because I truthfully, have, I just despised it. I didn't like the job. Um, and I had a mentor uh, who, be, who would become a mentor, but I had somebody that kept believing in me that I could be, do well in the mortgage industry. He was taking me to lunch. And honestly, I was in the IT industry in the early 2000s. Now, Again, if you don't have gray hair right now, you probably don't know what that means, but it was just a, it was a booming industry. It was kind of like Bitcoin was six months ago. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon, little too. All right, but anyway, I, I left that industry. I had a pretty significant salary, and I went into the world of straight commission with a wife that stayed home and two kids. And what I'm just sharing with you is what I did. Now, by the way, there wasn't really much social media at the time. I've added that. Um, Don, could you, yep, it's in my bag. I think. Tom, do you have your charger? I have mine, go. Go, all right. So, awesome. Yes, look at that, what a community. We got it, it's all good. All right, so here's, what, here's the story, finishing it. I literally got out a yellow pad. Now, I was, in a, uh, I was a VP and, and general manager for an IT company here locally, and I just started making a list of everybody I knew. I was getting into the mortgage business, and I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. I didn't know what an amortization schedule was. I didn't know, what, I didn't know anything about mortgages, to be honest with you. But I had a mentor who told me that uh, if you do this right, you can build a business that will give you freedom of time and money. And those are the two things I was looking for. How many of you want more freedom and time and money? That's why we, most of, that's the thing, one thing I see in, in a straight commission position, people want, uh, if they build a career, they want time and money. So, but anyway, got out of yellow pad. And it's interesting, he's not here today, I think he's actually in Chicago at a seminar. Uh, but one of the names uh, that I got, uh, that I came across, or was introduced, I, I called a guy who was, um, 
Actually, I was buying advertising from. Now, you might say, hey, because I, I had to call them and give them good news <laughs> and bad news. The good, you know, the good news was I'd made a career, you know, I'd, I'd made a change. The bad news was I wasn't going to be buying any more advertising from them. But we talked, and um, what I didn't call him to do was ask him for what? Money. Money. Business. I didn't call and ask him for referrals. I didn't. I called him to let him know. And I'm going to share with you, there's a couple things. Adam Grant wrote a book. We're going to talk about powerless communication in a little bit. But I, the, the, the point of the story is when we call, how many of you like to be asked for referrals? Anybody? I'm serious. serious. How many of you like to be asked? Okay. Look at the tepidness of the hands going up. Okay. So you like to be asked. You like to be asked for referrals? Okay. Good. But notice how many hands went up. How many of you like to help other people? Notice how many hands go up. There's a, there's a slight difference, significant difference, actually. But the point of all this is we have to collect all of our names. And um, I'll finish the story. I called the advertising executive and I said, hey, got good news, I got bad news. And I gave him the, I gave him the bad news first. I said, hey, I'm not going to be buying any more advertising. I said, the good news is, though, I've changed careers. And um, by the way, I, just, I said, thank you for all your help and everything you did for me. Can I ask a favor? And I asked, I said, I'm trying to build a referral-based business, and I'm looking for introductions to CPAs, financial advisors, and real estate agents. And he said, do you have a pen? Now, notice what I didn't do. Now, I'm going through this with you only to say that this stuff works because I had a relationship with this guy. This guy was calling me once a month. I was spending five figures with him in advertising. He's like, Brian, I'll do whatever I can to help you. He goes, now, by the way, I didn't ask him about a mortgage. He says, I don't need a mortgage, but I'm happy to help you with this. I didn't ask him about mortgages. And it's a form of powerless communication when we ask people for help. So, but anyway, yellow pad. But I want you to be thinking for a second, collect. Are all of your connections in one place? We call this an inventory of relational assets. Do you have an accurate inventory of all of your relational assets? Are they all in one place? Because remember what John Rulin said, we're just one introduction away from changing everything. Giving one and getting one. So are all of your connections in one place? How many of you have a database? Okay, notice how many hands went up. If you want more referrals and you don't have a database, this is where you, you have to start there. I heard a stat. By the way, it's a real estate stat. I'm in the mortgage business. Please know that. So um, a leader in the industry was doing a study, and she found, uh, or came across this study. She owns a real estate company, and she told me, she said, Brian, did you realize that for, uh, less than 41% of real estate agents actually have a database? Less than 41. Here's another interesting stat. I, was, I had a coaching client helping them build a referral-based business. I said, she'd been in the industry for 20 years, struggling in her business, and I said, tell me about your database. She goes, what do you want to know? I said, well, first of all, how many people are in it? And she went, she came back, and she says, I've got about 200 people in my database. 20 years of business. 200 people in her database. So the point is, how many of you know at least 200 people? <laughs> Yeah, here, here's an example. Um, there's another book out there. Uh, some of you may know it, Ninja. Um, Larry Kendall talks about it. I just saw a study from NAR, by the way, real estate statistic, but this is gonna apply to you. Trust me, this is gonna apply. 10 per, the average homeowner right now is moving about every 10 years. Last year it was eight years, this year it's 10 years. 
If you know two, an average person knows at least 250 people. One-tenth of the people you know are moving this year. Or, if you're not in real estate, consuming your product. There's a mobility rate here. There's a percentage of whoever you're dealing with that is doing something. So think about it. If you're in real estate, how many, where's, your, where's my real estate agent at? Okay? If you know 250 people and the average person is moving, and by the way, I'm not going to use eight years from last year. I'm going to use 10 years. There's 25 people that you know that are moving this year. Why aren't they using you? Now, by the way, we're talking about real estate now, but whatever industry you're in, I see Edward Jones here. There's going to be, what percentage of people are going to lose their jobs right now? I'm sure that if they have a 401k at, a previous, at, at their previous job, that's a great introduction for you. I haven't met you yet. It's Mark, right? Mark, yes. Yeah. So what percentage of people are going to lose their job? And when they do and they need a place to have their, their, their IRA or their 401k converted to an IRA so they got more security, where are they going to go with it? And there's two reasons, two reasons that you struggle with referrals. Most people struggle with referrals. Number one, most of the 250 people or more that you know, they don't know that referrals are an important part of your business. They just don't know. They don't think it matters. It's also been termed perceived indifference. They don't know that it matters. Anybody want to take a guess what the second reason is that you don't get additional referrals? Don't ask. Don't ask is, yeah, that could be. Where, what was that? Yep. Lack of expressed appreciation. Think about it. You don't seem like it cares. So, but anyway, we've got to get to the collect part. Get all of your connections in one place. You could start with a yellow pad of paper, but I want you to think about it. your work email, your personal email. By the way, anybody got a shoebox of business cards or any business cards sitting around on a desk? <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. No, because we were just talking about it. Okay, well, go see. Where's Daniel at? Daniel over there will help you take care of that. Daniel, get all those. He will take every bit of data that you have and get it into one list so that you can start working on it. So, social media. By the way, he's got a way for you to get all these connections into one place. But the point is, you can do this. You've got enough, you know enough people. So we've got to collect. Whoop. And then we've got to organize them. And that's where, if it were me, I'd take that box of business cards. I would take my, any spreadsheets that I could get together. I would go give them to Daniel, have them put them in one place, and I would have him organize it just like this. Across the top, you've got headers that say relationship, first name, last name, email, phone, profession, lead source, and referred by. There's strategic relationships for each of those. By the way, you might, you might say relationship. It's not what you think it is. Um, it's not the type of relationship like you know, family, friend. Uh, or, you know, it's, we're going to give you some categories under relationship on how to rank the relationships. Because remember what we said. All people are created equal, but they're not equal for our business. And we want you to be able to spend your time, effort, and energy in the right spots to identify people that are going to refer you. OK. So cross that, it's first name, last name, email, phone, profession, lead source, and referred by. You want as much context. You want as much context about the, the relationship as you possibly can. Why is context important when it comes to their profession, the lead source, and referred by? So you know when you follow up, you know who they are. Exactly. Track what's working. Track what's working. You can go back and you can take a look. When you see, hey, I've gotten so many referrals, and you go back and you take a look, hey, I was spending time here and I was getting referrals. 
the lead source and referred by are different? The lead source and the, so the question was, are, are the lead source and referred by different? What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. It is for me. So, the, um, so for instance, and just you could come here today, you could meet somebody, what would the lead source be? Mastermind. Mastermind, which I hope that's the case, by the way. <coughs> and then referred by would be what? The person. So the person is always referred by. Um, the, the lead source is a, a more generic way to look at where you're spending time. Okay? So you can see what's being productive for you. So, by the way, and we'll talk about events at a future one, but Mastermind has been, is, is a, has been a huge source for many people. Events are a great way to do that. So we'll spend more time on that at future uh, events. Okay. And then we're going to prioritize. So we've got collect. We're going to get, where are all the names at? Then we're going to get them into one place. Now, by the way, I heard somebody, who's chasing databases and CRMs over here? Where's my, where's my CRM chaser? Okay. Yeah. Um, guys, you know what the best database is, right? The one you use. Pick one and run. Pick one and run. And by the way, I hear Tom over here. Tom's absolutely right. An Excel spreadsheet. Absolutely. If you don't have a CRM yet, start in a spreadsheet. Start in a spreadsheet. Why a spreadsheet? You can import it anywhere. Every CRM that you may upgrade to buy, and by the way, this is my opinion. Somebody asked me, Brian, if you had $1,000, you're getting into the mortgage business again, or you're going in any business, where would you spend your first $1,000? For me, CRM. Which one? That's, <laughs> we'll talk, depends on the application. All right. But now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to prioritize our connections. And I want you to think about this, and we're going to prioritize them, because remember, not everybody's created equal. All right, so we're going to prioritize our connections based off of, number one, performance. Now again, we're being very objective here. Here's a question for you. Have they referred you? And by the way, I'm going to give you a way to prioritize these in just a bit. I'm going to give you a very specific way. I learned this from a best-selling author, studied it with a couple other folks, um, and I'm just going to pass it along because it's worked, and it's worked extremely well for, for my, my personal uh, production, but also for the, uh, as a branch manager, all the loan officers. We've got, that all, we've got this system set up. We're sharing exactly what we use. But the first question is, have they referred you? And it's a yes or no. Okay. The second thing is their potential. Now, I want to, again, remember, uh, you know, in more, if you got a house, you're a potential client. If you're a real estate agent and somebody's looking to buy, everybody can be. The question isn't, if, what we're looking for here is, you know, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to someone, bless you, yes. Um, talking to somebody earlier. Would you rather some, what does a good introduction look like for you? Let me just ask that question. In general. Warm and genuine. Warm and genuine. Now, I love that criteria. Is it a customer or is it someone else? Customer is the best. Customer is best. And a referral partner. A referral partner. Why a customer? Why a referral partner? Um, a referral partner has the opportunity to introduce you to more customers. That's, and by the way, I'm not knocking. I'd love it if I just had everybody coming up and saying I'd like a, a mortgage today, Brian. That, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but that's not the case. But what we're looking for, we're looking for influential people in our database. How many influential people do you know that can refer you time and time again? 
So we're looking for potential. By the way, my mom and dad can refer me. They have the potential to refer me. Is it high? Now, I don't know about your parents, but my mom and dad don't come across a lot of first-time homebuyers these days. <laughs> they just don't. And candidly, they're not, they've never, they love me, but they're not great referral partners. Some of you may have, and I'm not, not sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> they love me, I, and I'm grateful. But um, the point is, we've all got family members that probably aren't our best referral partner. Who is your best potential referral partner? And that's what we want to put in our database. If we have a, a database that we are in relationship with individuals who can refer us time and time again, that's where a radically referrable business gets built. Why? Because you have people. And, and what, is, what is a referral? Somebody define a referral for me. It's an introduction. Anthony, was that an itch or just an itch? Okay. <laughs> Think about it. A referral is when somebody voluntarily puts their reputation on the line to connect you with somebody who needs your service. So referral, it's the most interesting thing when you try to explain that you're in a referral-based business. But as we go through this, the question is how often can they refer you? And then the last one is the probability. And this is the one. Guys, I can't promise you referrals. What I can promise you, though, is if you, if you lead with with gratitude, curiosity, and generosity, if you lead with those things, chances are your business is gonna go up if you just take action and talk to people that you know. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share one thing that, is, that has the, the probability, I'm gonna give you one question today that increases the probability, that may increase the probability of a referral by 41%. So stick around. All right. Now, We've just talked about collect, organize, and prioritize. We're about to step into engage. Anybody know what the definition of engage is? Or engaging? Action, take action, yep. Implement, I love all that. Um, but engage, when someone is engaging, how would you describe them? Connecting? Focused, okay. Attentive. Attentive, okay. There's an actual definition. I want you to think about this. I thought this was brilliant. When you engage your relationships, when you're engaging two words that are in the, in the dictionary, charming and attractive. <laughs> By the way, charming and attractive? Yes, yes. By the way, the comment and the person. So that was Diane over there, I'm pretty certain. So now she's all red. <laughs> Which is still charming. It's still charming, exactly. So when we engage, I want you to be thinking about this. There is an art form, there is a skill that can be learned to being charming. How many of you would agree you can be charming, you can learn to be charming and attractive? It's a skill. It's a skill that we'll learn. By the way, what you're hearing, and, and by our industries, in some of them, and if you listen to the news, we're headed into something economically. <laughs> don't know what it is. Honestly, don't really care. I can't control it. But as we head into it, um, you know, there's this old phrase that uh, in the markets that we've been in, specifically if you're in real estate or mortgage, a turkey can fly in a hurricane. What does that mean? <laughs> In the market that we just came out of, did it take much skill to sell a house or, or write a mortgage for those of you who are in it? No. 
The answer is no. The demand was so high. You, you stick a yard, sign in the yard, the house sold. Now, I'm not knocking, and, and as a mortgage professional, you didn't have to be very good to write a mortgage. But I'm just telling you, in the, in the market that we're coming in, skills are going to pay the bills. And I would encourage you, personal development, spending time, build the skill of being charming and attractive. It's that simple. And, and what comes across as charming and attractive? Grateful. Being a good person. Being a giver. So when we're in this room and we're talking about things, this is the, this is the mantra we're going to go through. So we want to help you be charming and attractive. Because the things that we're going to talk about, whether it's phone calls, events, one-to-one -one meetings, are any of those things special? No. Are they basic? That's why I love this quote. Any of you, any of you know um, Dabo Sweeney? He was the uh, head coach. I think they won the 2016 National Championship. He's the head coach at Clemson. And Dabo, um, an interesting story. If you're a podcast person, just come see me afterwards. I'll give you a podcast that will absolutely, you're going to want to drive 75 miles an hour to go talk to somebody. But um, Dabo, um, when he took over, his head coach got fired. He had been with the team for several years. The, the athletic director came into him and said, um, Dabo, you're taking over. Gave him control of the team. And Dabo said, uh, the only thing I, one of the only things I did is I hung a sign in the locker room. He said, one of the first things I did. And he said, we're going to do common things in an uncommon way. And if we do, and he told his team, we will command the attention of the world. It's George, George Washington Carver's who wrote it. Because what I'm going to tell you, there is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. So when it comes to phone calls, when it comes to events, one-to-ones, handwritten notes, it's not the sexiest thing. It's not, it's not social media. You know, and there's all kinds of social media. And I'm not knocking social media. Please, and I'm not knocking technology. But in my opinion, these basic skills will be a meta skill in the new economy. Because technology is coming after all of us. It is absolutely coming after everything, every industry that we're doing. The speed of processors doubles every 18 months. Technology is doubling every 18 months. Everything that's going on is doubling. But the one thing it can't replace is a meta skill of building relationships. And if we became if we did the common things in an uncommon way, we will build relationships unlike any other. AI can't do that. It can't build a relationship. So what we're going to try to do, and again, I'm not knocking technology. It's coming. It's going to be here. We've got to deal with it. But let's use it to enhance relationships, not replace them in our businesses. Okay. So we're going to command the attention of the world by doing common things in an uncommon way. It's caring about people. It's building relationships. All right, there's four types of conversations. This is where we engage. And this will make a ton of difference for you because I want you to be thinking about your conversations. Think about the conversations that you're having when you're trying to build your business, not do your business, but when you're trying to build your business. So the restorative conversation is what? What's restorative mean? You're fixing it. You're, you're repairing something. By the way, deliver good news fast, bad news faster. That's my only recommendation for you. I'm not a counselor. I, don't, I can't, the restorative conversations, I got some suggestions for you, but that's not the purpose of, the, of, the, of today. There's transactional conversations. What's a transactional conversation? Something you can text, exactly. 
Okay? It's really just data. Time, place, it's information. Okay? Now, in my opinion, when you're trying to build a referral-based business, most sales professionals, when they start, spend a lot of time here. They go to a networking event and they try to get to talking about their product or service as quickly as they possibly can in a room. I think that's a mistake. Adam Grant would agree. Would that come across as a giver, taker, or matcher? Taker. Okay? So when we show up and we just start talking about our core competence, now by the way, if we get invited into that conversation, hallelujah, that is the goal. But transactional is talking about what we do, data, information. Relational is what? About who? Them. Them. So real quick, um, and this, this is not rocket science, if you're a fan of, uh, of Michael Mayer's Seven Levels of Communication, he has something, there's an acronym in there called FROG. If you're a Bob Berg fan or um, a fan of another book called uh, Ninja, we talked about that, um, it's Ford. And it's all the same thing. Family, when you're in connection, when you're, by the way, if you decide to stick around for lunch, which I hope you do, how awesome would it be if we ran out, I, I hope we don't run out of box lunches, but, um, but I hope you stick around. Um, but when you stick around, it's real easy. Family, ask people how their family. Ask about their family. Ask about their job. And ask in interesting ways. We've talked about that here. What's the most exciting project you're working on right now? It's a great way to ask about somebody's job versus how's the market. Uh. Okay, yeah, use conversation sparks. So family, occupation, recreation, what do they do for fun? What are their dreams? That's the Ford model, Michael Mayer is Family, recreation, occupation, and goals. All the same thing, all aspirational stuff. All right, those are the relational conversations. By the way, anything new there? No. Can I ask you to do me a favor though? What was the quote earlier? Do common things in an uncommon way and what will happen? You can command the attention of the world. You don't need the entire, and the cool part is you don't need the entire world. You just need your world, the people that are in your world. That's all you need. Okay, and then the last one is a referral conversation. What I'm about to train you or teach you or share with you is I'm just gonna give you the secret of getting into referral conversations in a way that doesn't come across with the awkward ask. How many of you like the awkward ask? <laughs> Go ahead, raise your hand, I know you love it. And that's, uh, honestly, that's what a lot of training is. It's, hey, ask for, by the way, I'm not, you can make a business asking for referrals. But if we were having a one-to-one, -one, here's what happens when you ask for referrals. How many people feel uncomfortable? How many, oh, no, how many? Is it one person or two people? It's two, both people. When somebody comes up to me and says, ask me for an introduction to somebody who needs to do X, and it's real specific, how do I feel when I don't have an answer? Like you failed though. I don't wanna let somebody down, okay? So the, the awkward ask, I'm gonna to try to teach you how to do this without the awkward ask. Now by the way, I'm just gonna share with you, when you're trying to build a referral-based business, you're gonna to have to have courage. It's not gonna be easy. But you can do it, again, through gratitude, curiosity, and generosity. Everything that we talk about here is gonna be built around that. We wanna be grateful for what we have, we want to be curious about what the possibilities are, and we want to be generous in what we do with our time, talent, and treasure. And it doesn't have to be writing somebody a check. All right. So you guys want to get into referral? How are we doing on time, by the way? Pretty good. Ah, we're great. 
Okay. Referral conversations. First of all, before I go on, any questions on anything that we're talking about right now? Again, it's pretty common stuff. All right. How many of you are still with me? Let me ask that question. <laughs> all right. Is this useful? Yes. All right, good. Michael. A book that you can refer to someone in here, maybe the first time they're here, that would help with this. With this particular, um, that's a good question on, on the four types of conversations. Uh, I don't know about a book because I, that's, it, it's in my future book. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, where it started, I will give credit where credit is due. Um, a mentor of mine, actually I mentioned his name earlier, Jason Womack said there's three types of conversations. He, told, he taught me about restorative, transactional, and relational. And guys, by the way, I told you there's nothing new on the sun. This is all stuff that's just been curated that has worked as I've applied it to my business and shared it with other people. So, but uh, yeah, Jason Womack gave me the first three and then as I started implementing the things that I was learning in the mortgage business, it's like there's referral conversations that happen. There's awkward ones and there's natural ones. And how many of you want, you know, just ask. If you want to be in a conversation, would you rather be in a natural one that flows? Or would you rather be in one that's awkward and somebody walks away? Because you guys have all heard the, what did Maya Angelou say? Does everybody know? Everybody know the Maya Angelou quote? People will forget what you said. Forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So notice that. If, that, if you believe even an ounce of that, why would you awkwardly ask for a referral? Now, by the way, here's why you do it, because you don't have another way. It's what you're taught. And I'm okay with it. And again, if you're a person that just likes to, and you're great with the awkward ask, you can build a business that way. But I just statistically speaking, most people don't do it, because they don't feel comfortable being awkward and making someone else feel awkward. So we want to make people feel good after a conversation. And that's where I'm going to, sh I'm going to share with you some techniques and, and the how. So we've talked about the who. Everything we've talked about so far has been the who. Collect, organize, prioritize. You agree with me? Does that make sense? So when the what becomes clear, we want more referrals, the who and the how will appear. So this is very basic stuff. So if you're starting, by the way, is there anybody in, that's been in business less than a year that's straight commission in the room? What do you do? Financial services. Financial services. Um, all right. When your name? David Hapman. David? Mm -hmm. And Hapman? Hapman. Hapman. H-A-F-F. L-F. Half man. With Half man. <laughs> you, you, never mind. It doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a half man. You're full man. So, all right. Um, so financial services. Good. All right. So I would encourage you. This is a great way to start your business. Without, you know, and by the way, your company, I'm not trying to dis, your company, which company, by the way? Uh, Executive Financial Group. Okay, good. So your company probably has a training program. I'm not trying to usurp any of that. Hopefully this augments it. Um, but this is just what's worked. So as we get into this, I want you to pay attention. This is a great, this is foundational stuff. We can't get to advanced stuff without having foundations. Because remember, we talked about getting back to basics. All right. So here we go. There's this thing called the green light question. So the green light question um, helps us, has helped me. Now, by the way, this can be used with literally anyone. Um, so as I walk through this, but this is a question that you can ask that is significantly less awkward, more natural, and will invite you and will allow you to transition from the other conversations that you are having. 
If you're having a restorative conversation, probably not the best time to ask for referrals, okay? Just a little hint. So if something's gone wrong, probably not the right time. However, exactly, if you fix it and you do it in an honorable way, I think it's actually a way to strengthen a relationship, so. Um, all right, but we've, got, uh, we've covered the types of relationships, so there's restorative, there's transactional. Remember, those are the top two, and then there's the bottom, starts with um, relation, relational conversations and then referral conversations. And when we're trying to build our business or build referrals or build relationships, that's, we wanna be below the line as much as we can, okay? So, and it works for prioritizing referral partners. Um, I'm a big client testimonial. I love when others speak highly of either my service or my team service. I don't like to be the guy with the big billboard that says we're the best. It's just not me. And it's not most, of, most people. Um, but we can also use it to add influence. When I say add influence to IRA, what does that mean? <coughs> what is influence? Add influence to our IRA. Persuasion. Persuasion, okay, that's good. What is adding influence to our database, our, our, our relationships? What does that mean? Giving weight to the referral. Giving weight to the referral. Here's what we want to do. How many of you would like to have incredibly influential people in your database and in relationship with them? Okay, so think about, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, saw a clip of a uh, was referral conversation. It was interesting. There was a um, TV, local news, clip of the local news. And it was just talking about building a business and one of the best ways to get advertising is have people say it without uh, just unpaid advertising. So newscaster's sitting there and talking to the weatherman and just says, hey, by the way, thanks to your wife for helping me buy a house on live TV. Now, by the way, the, the, the weather guy has a wife that's in the real estate business. Is it good to have a TV anchor in her database? <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I want you to do, is I want you to be thinking, and by the way, if you ever, if, if, you, if, you're gonna, if you wanna stick around and have lunch, stick around and have lunch with Dan Lewigs. Dan builds influence in his database and makes connections with people in the most selfless way I've seen. He's a master at it. And he'll share with you how it helps him build his business. It comes out of nowhere. We wanna add influential people, and we don't wanna add influential people so we can say we got a trophy. We wanna to try to help them with something, be an advocate with something. So we wanna add influence, and by the way, do I have anybody that is recruiting? Does recruiting and is looking to add people to their team? Okay, yes. Okay, if that comes into play, this is a great, this, this question will work. But we're gonna spend the most of this, the applications are multiple. But I'm gonna spend time on one, and, and I'm thinking of you as you're building your database because here's what we wanna do. All right, and before we get, all right, prioritizing. For some reason, the slide's missing. Before we get into engage, I gotta give you one thing on prioritize, let's do this real quick. Here's what we do in our database. We give you some grades. You'll need to write this one down. Because what we're looking to do is we're looking to prioritize our relationships. So how many of you have friends and family? 
That's a category in our database. As I mentioned earlier, they're not big referral partners, so friends and family. These are individuals that we want to keep in touch with. We want them to let them know what we do, but we're probably not going to spend a lot of time educating them or taking them out to lunch to talk about our business. Just not going to do it. We'll do it on the, in our uh, social time, but not our professional time. Okay, so friends and family. Clients is another one. And then there is, so we, by the way, in our database we have C's, which are friends and family. So we're gonna give you, I'm gonna give you uh, several different acronyms. We've got AIC, which stands for Ambassador Influencer Connector. That's AIC. The next one is an A+. Then there's an A, a B, a C, a C+, and a D. And that's what you'll see in our database. So, so I'm going to start with friends and family. Those are the C's. Clients are C+. Those are the easy ones. Okay? The reason I'm prioritizing them this way is my questions and my approach with each one of them are going to be a little bit different for the reasons. Okay? AICs are ambassadors, influencers, or connectors. That's the news anchor. That's the mayor of your town. That you may know them. Is she doing okay? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we got uh, AIC. We've got ambassadors. That's A plus. These are individuals who have referred you more than once. And we've got uh, we have champions, which is somebody who has referred you once. And by the way, please don't pay attention to the outcome. If somebody sends you somebody who's not an ideal client. Is that a reason to be ungrateful? How difficult is, is it to get somebody to refer you, to voluntarily put their reputation on the line to connect you with someone? How difficult is it to do that? What should we do? Remember what the two reasons are. They usually don't know. Well, this person knows a referral is important to you. What's the second reason? Lack of expressed appreciation. Express appreciation for every referral you get. So regardless of how good the referral is, praise the process. Praise the process. They referred you. So that would be a champion. And the cool part about an ambassador is they've done it twice or more. They're natural. And if we can find ambassadors for our business, oh my gosh, it changes, it changes everything. Okay, so we've got uh, ambassadors, or we've got AIC, ambassadors, influencers, connectors. We've got ambassadors. Those are individuals. And again, the ambassador, influencer, and connector is somebody who's just influential but has not referred you but you're in relationship with. So for in our specifically, when um, I've come across financial services, I know several people that are, that are um, district managers for financial services firms. They may, they may not refer me, but guess what? They've got financial advisors in their firm that I can connect with. They refer me financial advisors. Same thing with real estate agents, a broker. So I want you to be thinking about who can refer you and connect you with your ideal referral partner. So, um, so, we've got, uh, so we've got ambassadors, influencers, connectors. We've got ambassadors. We've got champions. That's the A. The Bs are potential champions. These are individuals who could refer you, but haven't. Now, I don't know where you're at in your business. 
In the mortgage business, it's really easy. I know who, my, I know who can refer me pretty, can refer. I'm looking at you, Cindy. Do you know, by the way, who can refer you often? In your, by the way, I don't mean to put you on the spot. May I ask you that question? <laughs> yes, you can. Do you have somebody, a, a profession or a type of person who refers you consistently? By the way, Cindy's a real estate agent. Um, do you have, is there a profession that refers you consistently? Yes. And what, do you mind sharing the profession without giving all your trade secrets away? <laughs> uh, it's a mortgage lender. Okay, good. So you've got somebody, that's an upstream referral partner. Now, in real estate though, I will tell you, I, I love you guys because there aren't a lot of upstream referral partners in your business. There just aren't. Now, I could be wrong. Some of you may have them, but if you can find them, look for one. So as we get going here, so you've got ambassadors, potential champions, and then you've got clients, uh, I'm sorry, f uh, friends and family, clients, and then drip. These are individuals who you're just gonna send a newsletter to, maybe your success stories and what you do. All right, have you got the priorities? Here's why. You're not gonna be able to spend equal amounts of time with everyone. So, and here's how you will help prioritize. What you're gonna end up coming up with is a lot of potential champions, more than likely. These are individuals who could refer you, but you just don't know. And somebody mentioned hope earlier. Is hope a good business strategy? It's a wonderful thing, but not a good business strategy, okay? So, what I'm gonna try to do is help you and. Um, is, is walk through this because this is where conversations start to occur. You've got to have some conversations with your potential champions. You're trying to create champions and ambassadors in your business, people who refer you time and time again. All right. So, and this green light question is really, it's a, it's a form of powerless communication. It uses curiosity to open doors. And it gives the person options. Remember, when somebody asks me directly for a referral, who do you know that needs financial services using that, uh, I don't have anybody right now. So I feel bad for, I feel bad, and you probably don't like asking me. That's the awkward ask when we're directly asking. The question I'm about to give you gives the person options. And then um, it just literally, the conversations that will flow, if you take this and memorize this little thing and use it consistently, it's just gonna open the door to great conversations. Now, notice I put may increase, um, and here's why I'm gonna give you I can't promise anything in terms of referrals. Just can't, because I don't know how good you are. I don't know what your connections look like. Could be, could be higher. But the, st the, the stat comes from uh, Adam Grant. Again, you've heard me mention him a couple times. Great book, Give and Take is the name of the book. But Adam did a study um, just about people's commitment. When they, when they answered a question and what they said, either yes or no, or affirmed a, a specific answer, what percentage of the time were they more likely to do it? Now, he did this before, this book is probably about a decade old. So, but um, the question that he asked in his study, by the way, he's a, uh, at the Wharton School of Business. Uh, he was the youngest tenured professor there. And then when he did the study for this book, he's a social scientist. He asked, um, I think he asked like a thousand people, large number of people, asked him one very simple question. Are you planning on voting in the next presidential election? And the individuals who said yes, were 41% more likely to vote than if they had not been asked. I see you shaking your head. What light bulb goes off? Committed. They're committed. They've committed to one other person. So now what I want you to do is I just want you to ask, what question can I ask somebody that will make it more likely that they will refer me without me feeling awkward and making them feel awkward? Do you give 
Do you give referrals? Could be. Are you willing to refer me to someone you know who could use my help? Okay, I love it. Spend some time on it. Would you guys like me to just give you a question that works? Yep. Yeah. All right, good. You're gonna laugh. It's not that complex. Remember, common things in an uncommon way. All right, so here we go, the green light question. It's real simple. Now, by the way, if you're building your business, if I were coaching you, which I'm not, but permission to coach real quick? Sure. Ask this question twice a day. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. Sorry for the size of this, but here's what I want you to do. It starts with if you. By the way, the key word here is if. You want to know what, want to know what gives people options? If. If you had a blank or a blank. Give them two options. In our world, in the mortgage space, if you had a client or a coworker. So if I'm talking to a financial advisor, a real estate professional, by the way, real estate professionals, if I ask you this question in the future, I've already pre-warned you, I'm okay with your answer. <laughs> but if you had a client or a coworker, now by the way, if I were in financial services, I would probably say a friend or a family member. That's what I would probably say, okay? That was looking, and give them two choices. That was looking to roll over a 401k, or was looking to do something, whatever else your product or service is. Buy or sell a home. Buy or sell, in, our, in my case, buy or sell a home, exactly. Now, so that's phase two, so two choices, two choices, and then, really simply, who would you recommend they call first? This, this is the chosen one. This is it. The chosen one That's uh, it. question, right? Yep. Seven levels? Yep, that's exactly where it came from. So, who would you recommend they call first? Practice it. Practice it. Now you'll start asking. For us, if I, if I were potential champions, it could be friends, family members, it could be, you can use this question with everybody if you want, but the point is we're trying to find people. When they say yes, that, I mean, there's all kinds of question, answers to that. By the way, if they say I've got a friend or family member in the business that, you know, if, I, if I'm asking, if I ask the question, if you had a friend or a family member that was looking to, to buy a new home or sell a new home, or sell a home, who would you recommend they call first? If they say they've got somebody in the business, I'm gonna ask them what they do. Are they real estate or are they mortgage? But all I'm gonna say is, all I wanna do is get into a conversation. It invites me into a conversation with them. Guys, it's very simple. How many of you are underwhelmed with the question? How many of you think you can use it? You're just, you're being honest. It under, it's underwhelming, isn't it? It's common, but it's really simple. So, John. Well, you're in the mortgage space. Michael, you're in the mortgage. Dan, you're not in mortgages. <laughs> Dan, if you had a friend or, by the way, you don't have to answer, but if you had a friend or family member that was looking to, to had a uh, home financing related question or was looking to refinance their house, just out of curiosity, who'd you recommend they call first? Oh my gosh, definitely a mortgage lender. <laughs> <laughs> I, just put, I just put an insurance guy on the spot. That was awesome. All right. If you had a friend, if you had a client or a coworker that was looking to buy or sell a home, just out of curiosity, who would you recommend they call first? I don't know. Ah, all right, how do you answer that? I'd like to be that person. You, you'd like to be that person, okay. I've got someone for you. 
Okay? Got somebody for you. Now, by the way, remember, come back. Don't rush. Slow down. What's important to you in that relationship? Gratitude, curiosity, generosity. I want you to remember those. Let's focus on curiosity right now. What's another question that we could ask when somebody says, I'm not sure? Do you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> you could. What's another question you could ask? What's the most important I like it. Good. I like it. Again, curiosity, open-ended. For me, it's a real simple question. What would you need to be sure? I like it. I, mean, I use a form of that. What would it take for me to be that person for you? So, that's the answer. Now, if you're a recruiter, I'm going to give you a little tip. If they say a competitor, ask for an introduction. <laughs> it's that simple. So you can use that. It'll help you. It'll bless your business. So, all right. <clears throat> Guys, real quick. I could spend all day on this. I love this question. Um, it has changed my business. And the conversations that I have are less awkward. They're more authentic. And candidly, they just flow because it's not judgmental. I don't, honestly, I just wanna know at the end of it whether they're open to a conversation with me or not. If they've got somebody, awesome, I'm staying curious, but I know where I stand afterwards. I don't have to hope. So hope is not a good business strategy. And many times, if you go through the, through the dialogue, you'll have somebody say, oh, I got somebody. And at the end of the conversation, they're still wanting to meet with you and they will refer you. Why? Because the other person has fallen off the face of the planet and hasn't talked to them and hasn't loved on them the way you're doing and taken an interest in them. Yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Um, so let's say hypothetically, I, I'm a realtor, which I am a realtor, but let's yeah. say hypothetically they, they already have a realtor. You know, yeah. You, you said ask for a, a, an introduction. Are, are you recruiting? If you're not, if you're I'm not. always recruiting. Okay, are you, if you're recruiting, I would ask for an introduction, okay. but I would probably ask something else before that. That is, what do you like about them? Yeah, okay. I love that question. What do you love about them? It helps me understand what's, what's, what they value in a relationship. I love that question. Notice how this is a conversation now. It's not asking, putting somebody on an awkward ask. It's conversations. See, we hear about asking for referrals, and I think you need to have referral conversations. There is a difference. I can get on the phone with a name of 100 people and ask 100 people, ask for a referral. It's not fun, but if I get on and I can have half of that in referral conversations, it's golden. It's a great day because it's conversational. So if they do mention somebody, that's exactly what I say. What do you like about that person? Awesome. What do you like about them? And take a genuine, because by the way, you're doing competitive analysis at that point in time. You're going to learn what your competitors are doing, what they like about it. So. All right, I could keep going on and on. For the sake of time, if you have other questions, let me know. Uh, there's Academy members here. By the way, Dan, uh, we'll talk about him in a second. Are you on the call or is Jessica on the call? The next one coming up, do you know? Okay. All right. So, guys, I'm going to summarize this real quick. Collect, organize, prioritize. By the way, what you've just done, when we start prioritizing, what we're trying to do is move our potential champions up or down in the system. We just don't want a lot of potential champions. We want ambassadors, we want champions, and we want individuals who we're just sending our newsletter to um, because they're not gonna refer us. Doesn't mean we wanna end the relationship, we wanna stay in contact with them, but we're not gonna spend as much time with them. 
By the way, this also works for clients. But then there's the engage. It's get on. Now let me just ask you. We talked about charming and attractive. Is the green light question more charming and attractive in a conversational mode than asking for referrals? How many say yes? Go implement, try it. It doesn't matter what business you're building and if you're not sure how to apply it, I'd love to have that conversation with you because it's one of my favorite things to do when I'm coaching people. So it's um, collect, organize, prioritize, and engage. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project Podcast. We wanna thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com, www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.